Welcome to the Jamie and Holly show. Okay, this is getting way more professional. <laughs> the Jamie and Holly show. Hey. Oh, oh, hey. Yeah. I know. But I feel like jazz hands are implied at the end. Could of you guys pretend like when we say it, we're doing jazz hands the whole time? Sparkle fingers. <laughs> so, sparkle fingers. You are a true cheer mom. <laughs> oh, it's true. But I'm not anymore. Now I'm a theater mom. Something completely different. And way well, darker. Does, Maybe, okay, wait. Yeah. Does jazz hands not translate between those two? It, you know what? It really does. It really <laughs> does, actually, now that you've said that. Man, but theater mom is a strange place to be because, like, those kids, they didn't know who they are. And yeah. I mean, like, in a way that I never knew who I was in high school. I mean, they, they, you know, they, like, they have they have some serious guts. Because they have to get on the stage and, like, perform and, you know, be different people and do this stuff. Like, they have no problem. The clothes that they wear and the stuff that they wear is so much cooler than I will ever be. Right. Like, I'm – those kids, those kids have guts and they know who they are and I think that's really cool. Like, but – well, I think the um, – so my kids aren't involved in theater, but they – the school they go to is really involved. Like, it's a classical education. So right. they do debate and speech and all that kind of stuff. And it's crazy. Like, because um, I see them at home. And then, you know, you know my oldest, like, he's so funny. He's so quiet yes. and all that kind of stuff. And then I was at the school for, a, like, kind of a senior thing a couple years ago when he – you know, right before he graduated – and they just spontaneously asked him to come up and speak to like, I think it was the tennis team, like the people, cause he had been one of the captains on the tennis team. He's like, Brian, can you come up and speak to the, you know, the, the next generations of leaders on this tennis team? And this is in front of like, I don't know, hundreds of people. And I would have died. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, gulp, gulp, gulp. And he just walked up there and like had this inspirational message that he just like, like man threw down and I was like wow also what a mom moment for you like you're like dude I did it I I grew that I was like except that I have no like I have nothing like I helped in that respect at all but except that you know of course like sending him to the school and paying for it but yeah but I was just like it was so cool you know are you ever like though like like I mean for the most part we know our kids pretty well but like that was a huge surprise like you walk in and you're like, holy moly, my child's an amazing inspirational speaker. Speaker, like, yeah. What? I was like, oh, my well, that's, husband, a tr- that's a career track. <laughs> I remember like because my daughter can sing and that's a whole that's like her whole life and mm-hmm. kind of like her identity. But I remember I remember the moment when I found out she could sing. She was standing on stage singing in the first grade and I had no idea she could sing until that moment. And then I felt right. like such a failure as a mom. I'm like, how did I not know my kid could do that? And she was like, I was like, how did I not know about this? And she, she was like, you never asked mom. Like, <laughs> like get with the program. Yeah. But like, you know, when their kids surprise you with their stuff like that and you're like, what, you know about that? I mean, and I think that's, you know, as they grow, especially as they grow into like little teenagers and they become like not children, but like people, you know, which I mean, yeah, I'm not saying kids aren't people, but you know what I mean? Like they're like, <laughs> they become like, like, like adults more. And they have, like, adult interactions with you and stuff like that. It's, like, weird how they, like, the person that they become. Like, you're like, I really like you. 
Yeah. And I think it's so important, like whether it's theater or whether it's through music or, or speech or debate or anything, just getting like them have a comfort of getting on stage that I don't think my generation ever had. I don't know that we, uh, yeah, I, maybe it was just me. Maybe I didn't get on stage enough, but yeah, I feel like we didn't do, the, we, we didn't have as many opportunities to stand up in front of people and speak and stuff. And the funny thing about that is, is like, I would use that way more often than I have used algebra in my life. Right. (laughs) I agree with that. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And like, so Ryan went on to college and then um, in in his first, um, one of his first classes was like, I don't know if it was actually an official speech class or something, but the teacher like pulled him aside and said, you should do this professionally. (laughs) He would actually be really good at it. Yeah. So, I mean, and, you know, I've always told him he needs to be a lawyer, but, um, but it was just interesting that like, even, you know, just, just doing it over and over again. I think that's like something we've learned in, yes, as as running businesses is just doing something over and over again. You just get better at it. Well, and you like to speak in front of people more than I like to speak in front of people. Like that's something, but I think maybe I just haven't found the right topic to speak in front of people with yet. Because I don't mind doing it. I just want to talk about what I love. I just, yeah. I'm and I, sure I would say yet. that is so key because like I get really nervous if they like if they ask me to talk about something that I'm not super passionate about. Right. But if I can like if you're going to you know ask me questions that I know the answer to or that I would love I could talk for hours on, then all of a sudden those nerves are a lot less. I still get nervous. Um, because I haven't done it enough, but, um, but it, I'm so much better. I mean, I remember the first few times I did, it, I've just froze. It was awful. <laughs> well, and I think that, you know, when you're standing up there, every moment to you is like 45 moments. Um, like, right. like it feels so much longer. Like every second feels like 45 seconds. So like, you feel like if you stop and pause that you've now paused for seven and a half minutes, but it, it's only been a couple <laughs> yeah. of seconds. And so, like, you know, it's everything's like on hyperdrive standing up in front of people. And so, you know, they come to, like, you did a great job. And you're like, did I? Because I feel like I floundered up there. You know? <laughs> yeah, like talking in circles. But, and then the other thing is, is like these days, they expect you to like come with like a PowerPoint and all this kind of stuff. Yes. And like to a certain point, I just want to sit and chat. I don't know, like do a podcast. <laughs> How did that come out? You know what, though? That's why I like panels. Like, if they ask me to be on a panel, it's because mm-hmm. I don't have to prep for it. I don't have to show up with a pod, with a, with a PowerPoint presentation behind me and everything. I don't, I want to, and I, I feel like I want to talk to somebody without photos behind me. I want what I'm talking about to matter, not the photos. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I, it's hard because um, we, you know, um, Jamie and I have spent, I don't know, probably thousands of hours on live video. Um, we, you know, we've done shows on, on live, Facebook Live and then um, sold clothes and all sorts of stuff. So we know the power of like a face-to-face yeah. video. Um, and so when they try to get fancy with putting slides, I just feel like it's like just it's a way to limit the connection almost. Well, and you and I have actually used the same slides and given different presentations. 
Because you made yeah. slides and you just gave me your slides and I just used them. Because like, <laughs> we just. I was like, I put, I did a PowerPoint, which is like a major accomplishment. Yeah. Please, someone else needs to get used out of this too. And so I just put them behind me and like, because they're literally not part of the presentation. They're just like there. They're just, you know. I think demonstration. I will say though, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite thing I've ever done was when I talked to a group of middle schoolers about, mm-hmm. um, about our job, about what we do and about how like they didn't have to know, they didn't need to know what they were going to be when they grew up yet. Like they didn't need to even worry about that because our jobs didn't exist when we were in school. Right. And I know, and loved our that. jobs didn't exist 10 years ago. <laughs> right. But I remember telling them, I mean, we created our jobs. This is what we yeah. did. We created this space and we were like, this is what we're doing. And like, and people are like, what are your jobs? And we're like this, literally talking to you guys, hanging out with you guys. The internet is our job. Like, <laughs> but, but there's like, a little bit of structure behind that. Yeah, um, you might think, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> But like, what I, I, my favorite thing to tell them though was like, I was like, whatever you're doing when you're doing it though, is just to have fun. Like, literally, like, don't go into a job that you hate because if you're not having fun, then you're not having fun in your whole life, and your job is going to be a huge part of that. Like, that's, yeah, and that's something that I think we like forget is that because we work so many hours in a week and we do this, you've got to do something that you love, or you're never going to be happy. Like. Just never. I agree with that. Although I do think, um, I think you appreciate it more if you've been in the trenches of something that was miserable. Oh, you have to do something you hate. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. You got to do something that's awful for you. And Yeah. Well, and you have to have a terrible boss so that when you don't have a terrible boss, that life is just amazing. Yes. And I mean, you know, I I worked retail. Like in high school, I literally worked like retail like if you've ever seen the show superstore it's <laughs> so spot on with what retail life is like it just makes me laugh because it's like yep that's exactly what i went through as retail oh employee. man i love that show that makes me laugh so hard my husband says the pharmacist my husband has worked in pharmacies for years and years and um he says the pharmacist in that show could not be more accurate if they tried <laughs> He's like, obviously, whoever wrote that character has worked with some serious pharmacists before. He's like, that's that's him. That's he's like, it's not even like a he's like, it's not even like an exaggerated character of a pharmacist. That's actually who a pharmacist is. So, but I mean, every time I think about that that show, I think of some like scene that just makes me crack up. Um, it's just it's so funny. I rewatched <laughs> it recently, and it's still hilarious. The whole thing. And they're kind. They have a, like their final seasons coming out now. But did you know that like America Ferrera is leaving it? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they're going to do their final season without her. Oh, that's a, that's kind of sad because she's so good. She's so important, <laughs> and, and she's the straight man. And like the straight man is, I truly think the most important person in comedy. Um, right. <laughs> but like she's so. I don't know how they're going to work that without her. But she's just so good. I, but I love the show so much that I'm willing to watch it without her. So, yeah, no, I think, and you know, there's some, I was talking about this with my husband the other day, even though he has no knowledge of this, but if you watch like show, like shows that come out of the UK, they will just replace the characters. Like so like, like when, and like nothing happened. Yes. Like, <laughs> 
Do you know? Or they'll they'll bring in like the new character and the old one like dies or like leaves or goes on vacation. And like in America, we don't do that. Like, like if you've ever watched Death in Paradise, I think is the name of it. It's a really cute crime show. But I think they went through four main characters on that. But they do that on they do that on soap operas. Like the role of Carly on General Hospital has been played by like five different people. And sometimes though the old Carly will like come back. And they'll oh, that's so good. And so what they do is right at the very beginning of whoever it is that you'll hear like a voiceover and be like, the role of Carly will be played by. <laughs> and it's like, and it's, that's the only mention of the entire thing that happens. And then your, your job as a watcher is just to assume that that character is now that person. And it's hard. Huh. Yeah. And yeah. So, so even crazier on soap operas, sometimes they'll bring that actor or actress back, but give them a different role. So you're That's having so weird, but, I, but it's okay because soap operas are soap operas. I haven't watched That's a soap true. opera in so long. I would say since the invention of like Netflix and you know TV that you can watch like bingeable, there's almost no reason to watch a soap opera anymore. Yeah, I think the and you know the funny thing is is I never got into soap operas, but I think it's because I didn't understand. I didn't understand TV. I didn't really get into a lot of TV until I could binge it. Then it was more like a book. Yeah. Um, Because I'm like not patient. So like once we were able to binge TV and then I'm like, I probably would have been addicted to soap operas because that's kind of like binging TV. But soap operas are so different because they're designed to have nothing happen except for on Fridays and Mondays. But everything (laughs) in between is just supposed to be, it's just randomness. And it doesn't matter because your soap operas were like originally designed for like housewives to have on in the background while they were doing their chores so they could walk around and do their chores and just pick up on little snippets of things happening here and there. Right. That makes total sense. I think like what I would assume the closest that we have today is like Jane the Virgin. Um, I think that is so funny. I'm like, cliffhangery oh my gosh i love that that it was <laughs> it was so well done like and from the start to the finish was really well done and it was such a like novella in the sense it was over the right. top and ridiculous and everything was crazy but it's so cute like okay so i have um so one of the things that like i watched um when it first came out was the first season of Anne with an e okay and I'm a huge, of course, Anne Green Gables fan. I've like read all the books a million times, all that kind of stuff. But that first season was super dark. And I didn't fall in love with what they were doing because it was just That's so, it just I seemed dark. Okay. Because I started it and was like, no, 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 this is not for me. So I just finished seasons two and three and they're not dark. Weird it's weird. They went a different way with it, but I'm okay with that. I'm at, now I feel like I need to watch it. Yeah, I think you do because like, I mean, I had run out of things to, so I was like, oh, I see another season. And I was like, oh, it's actually two other seasons. And I was like, well, I mean, how like, I mean, and when I say Anne with an E is dark, I mean, it's not like dark compared to real life. Right. It's just dark compared to like Anne with Green Gables. It's <laughs> so. like dark in comparison <laughs> too. I feel like I need to, okay, I could totally, I could get down on that. All right. I was going to say, and maybe, and maybe that's part of the the problem is like, I'm watching it in 2020, so it seems light and airy. Well, <laughs> maybe and, I need perspective check. But speaking of light and airy television, is The Masked Singer's back? 
And yes. And I love that show, but I realized I'm going to get tired of that show. But right now I could never get tired of it because it's like the only new thing on television. So I okay. am consuming it and willing to accept it. So what about um, America's Got Talent? Did you watch the latest season? Okay. I can't watch anything that they're not all in the same room for. So what was that the voice that they weren't all in the same room? So, okay. I totally agree with you. The voice sucked. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I love I'm that like show. a big, yeah. I love the voice. So America's Got Talent started out pre-COVID. So um, the first part was normal. And then and they then, switched. And then they switched, but then they did take them to the big auditorium just without a an audience. Okay, so I never or they took them outside. I can't remember. I never made it. I couldn't when they went. They went to the switch, and the people were like watching it from home. I might as well be watching YouTube at that point. If I'm going to watch, I agree with that. It's going to have to be. It's got to be. And I mean, I'm not being very fair to like COVID times. I realize that, but it's going to have to be the. It's going to have to be on the screen. Like, I need that in my life. Yeah. I agree with that. And so it was, I don't know, like, it it wasn't bad. I think they did a better job than, like, The Voice, which I just couldn't even handle. It was like being at work on a Zoom call. It was literally (laughs) like a Zoom call. It was awful. I think that's why I couldn't. I think that's why I stopped so quickly on America's Got Talent. I was like, I'm not doing The Voice again. But, you know, the problem with The Voice was the entire show about The Voice is, yes, the people can sing. But that's not why you watch it. You watch it for the banter between the voice judges. Right. And Zoom does not allow banter because of a delay. Right. And it's so frustrating because by the time someone says something funny, it interrupts someone else and then it's you can't even hear it. And they're saying something like they're they're really good at like because they're celebrities and they're like, you know, important. They deprecate each other like they don't do necessarily just self-deprecation, but they make fun of each other a lot. And like, it's okay because they're celebrities and like that's allowed, you know, kind of thing because they don't say anything too mean. But like when you make a joke like two seconds later than it should be made, it just kind of sounds mean. Like it's not funny anymore. And so it just was more like they were just like dogging on each other. And it was like, this is awful. (laughs) Like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I'm uncomfortable. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 being mean, <laughs> well, and especially when the person doesn't have the chance to react and make their zinger back. I thought, but did you watch Big Brother this year? I did not. It was not good because I just think that they, even though like they they couldn't get like a good cast together, but they totally did Big Brother. They did Big Brother, and they had like it was a total closed loop. So even the people that worked there couldn't leave. So that's how they so, kept everybody safe. And that's what I'm saying is, how could that not be good? Like, that's what Big Brother is, like sticking everybody in the same room for a whole really extended period of time. I think it was that they didn't find enough people willing to, like, go and do that right now. Also, it because it was so mirroring of real life, just sticking a bunch of people right. in the same room for an extended period of time, that it suddenly wasn't, like, interesting and novel. Like, it's like, yeah welcome to big brother at my house (laughs) well and you know that's an interesting point because you know we always watch the amazing race and that's starting this week but it's a pre-covid um you know series and so i'm wondering if it might feel a lot more popular you know just because it's like oh my gosh what a breath of fresh air right that might actually so are they 
they're starting the amazing race now and they're so they're going to do it before they're going to do it during covid go on the race so what happened was they had one already shot oh, okay. that they were editing that was done before the pandemic and they from what i understand just reading kind of the, kind of what's online but is that they were in the middle of one that was interrupted by the pandemic so I don't know what that one will have, what they'll do with that one. But this one was all shot and they just hadn't, they just hadn't put it out into the world yet. Man. So we had something really kind of like almost apocalyptic yesterday when we were, we drove over to like the state fair and it was like all of the, all of the like theater banners hanging over like the Dallas Opera Center, Opera Hall. I can't think of the name of it. Right. But they were all from March. Like they announced, like, uh, yeah, the summer it's like a season. movie. It was like <laughs> yes. weird because it was like the summer season was coming and like all of the things that were going to happen and blah, blah, blah. And like it was like coming March 12th through 22nd. And you were like, whoa, like just total moment of like, oh, and like, and my husband's like, that's like dystopian. I'm like, a little bit. <laughs> Well, I know you guys went to the movies recently. I kind of felt that way about the previews because I've been going to the movies, um, you know, for the last few weeks um, because our theater has been open Uh and um, which is socially distanced to begin with. So I I don't even know why it ever closed. But I have to, yeah, I know because your movie theater has like four people in it at all times. But I think the movies have done a really good job with this. And I think it's a really good activity to do right now that feels super safe. Like, yeah, yeah, it's so safe. And, and, that, and so I've been going, but like, there's not that many new movies out there. And that's part of the problem. When you see a preview, it'll be like launching, you know, July, 2020. And you're like, yeah, I think I read that that's not coming out till next year. Right. <laughs> like it's like none of it's right. I know exactly what you're talking about. So we didn't, we, we, we did the private watch party. So we didn't see previews. That was really cool, by the way. Although a little bit oh. I missed previews. But I do love the previews, though. We didn't, like, watch Maria Menundo's and her, like, up-to-date right. minute or anything. <laughs> like, so. So if I saw um, David Copperfield, um, that was probably the last movie I went to. Okay. Um, and it was really cute. It's, like, a period piece. Um, but it's a really cute one. Okay. In fact, um, I took um, – Reed went with me, my 17-year-old, and he thought it was really good too. So Yeah. We watched – okay, we watched New Mutants, which was supposed to be like the new X-Men movie, but it was mm-hmm. so far off from like the old X-Men movies. I just felt like like it didn't – it was like the new, new mutants, you know? It just didn't – it didn't flow with X-Men, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. I don't know. I, I so do you th- – I mean, was it like a whole different series so that people could embrace it as an is like an independent thing? Or do you think they just kind of ruined it? You could 100% start with it and not ever have ever seen an X-Men. And there was only like one thing that was like you had you were like you would you would know from the past and it didn't matter. But like, I'm I don't know that I would I'm I'm not embracing the new, new new mutants just yet. So. (laughs) <laughs> you're gonna like it's just like it's in the column of we'll decide later yeah i need to think about it so for sure but that i agree with that so but movies are weird right now i have to say and i'm excited though because like some movies though are just going straight to like amazon prime and disney plus and stuff like milan and soul and things like that that's actually kind of cool i love watching movies at home especially kid movies yeah, I can see that because it's not something you'd be like, hey, I want to like make an event at a going. 
So I get that. And then like, I actually don't love taking children to the theater at all. Like, I truly don't think that the movie should be started until like kids are 13. <laughs> because they just, they need to pee in the middle of the movie and you have to go with them. And like, you, then you're missing part of the movie. And like, I just, it's just not something I ever want in my life is to take kids to the movies again. I love the idea of us just doing that at home from now on. I don't disagree with you. In fact, I've gotten to the point, and it's partially because my movie theater is so awesome, is that I don't want anybody there. I just go by myself. Oh my gosh. So I actually told my husband that I was like, when I was younger, I used to go to the movies by myself all of the time, all the time. I loved it. It was my favorite thing to do by myself. I just go to the movies until I ran into like a friend and she was like with other friends and they like made fun of me and I was younger. So I cared. Um, Yeah. And they made fun of me for going to the movies by myself. And I remember just being like, wait, there's something wrong with this. Like I had no idea that like you weren't supposed to do that. So I was just doing it and I loved it until they said, I think and then I just stopped doing it. Yeah, I think they were wrong. I, because why do I have to go see the movie with somebody? I Yeah, like nobody in my... I mean, I live in a, a whole house full of boys. Like, why would anyone want to go to some of the, the stuff that I want to go to? And then why would I have to wait either to talk someone into it or to find a friend that wants to go at that specific time? And it's not like you're being super conversational at the movies. You're just sitting there quietly and watching the movie. It doesn't matter who's sitting next to you. So no, I, in fact, now nobody's sitting next to you. Yeah. I mean, because <laughs> so. so we should like normalize going to the movies by yourself because dang it, if it's not awesome, if it's not a great way to spend a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. And like nobody's like, sh- like reaching into your popcorn. Oh, and you get, whole, it's just- <laughs> you get the whole bucket yourself. Like, bro, back up off my popcorn. I decided how much salt and how much butter went into this. No one exactly. had to say over that. Is that me? Yeah. Yeah. So I like, let's bring back going to movies by yourself because I think it's a very good thing. <laughs> I think that should be the lesson from this is normalize going to the movies by yourself. <laughs> like, and it was, I did the same thing with actually with eating, like eating at fast food places when I was younger too. Cause I worked, so I worked retail, like when I was in high school. And I would get my break and it would be a lunch. So I would just clock out and like go have lunch like at the Taco Bell or the McDonald's or whatever, like down the street. And I would just sit there and eat like in the booths. And then somebody was like, it's so weird that you eat here by yourself. And I was like, why? I'm at work. I got I can't find somebody like, why don't you get someone to come eat with you? And I was like, why would I want to do that? I need time to decompress and sit here quietly alone away from work. And they made me feel so weird about it that I started getting my food to go and taking it back to the the workroom, the break room at work. And I that was so much worse than eating like in a dining room. Well, and I think like that's that's crazy because, you know, I think I found myself doing that instead, you know, instead of staying at the restaurant and sitting in a booth by yourself or spreading out on a table with whatever you're doing right. is like you hop in the car or something. And I'm like. That's kind of like, that's like, if you're eating in your car, like that seems more lonely than eating in a, you know, in a restaurant or out on right. the patio, like by yourself at a table. And I like, and I thoroughly loved that decompression time of sitting there, people watching, eating my burrito. And so like, I'm bringing that back too. You can, you can go to the restaurant by yourself and eat 
and you can go to the movies, you should date yourself. Even though you I should, have an totally. amazing husband, I'm still going to date myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like, but the thing is, is like, they don't always want to eat where you want to eat right. or watch the movies that you want to watch or like they, and they will steal the popcorn. So and, and that's <laughs> like, okay too. Like that's something, you know, it's so much, oh, but yeah, you guys do everything together. I mean, but do we have to? especially like it was one thing to do everything together like six months ago it's a whole nother level of togetherness today let me be clear (laughs) that we are together 23 of the 24 hours in the day so man you know have you heard too like you know a big thing that I keep hearing is they're calling them COVID divorces. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm getting me a COVID divorce. And you're like, yeah, I mean, I understand. Like, but I think that I think that's what's gonna be interesting is that relationships are either gonna come out broken or stronger out of this. Like, no matter what, out of all of this, couples are gonna come out and they're gonna know who they are as a couple. Yeah, I agree with that. And I do think um, I mean. Okay, let me just be honest about I hate when people are like, and the good thing about all this terribleness is I'm like, shut up. Yeah, you're like, I just want to go to the movies. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, just let me live my life. Um, But on the other hand, I will say like, you know, there are things like, you know, like my college student was home for three more months than we expected, you know, like that was good. Like there's things that happened that, you know, made me like, you know, it was kind of a blessing in disguise. Um, now, like he was, he was not really happy to be home under super strict right. guidelines. But yeah, and I'm like, I'm not putting these guidelines in place. The I government did not set is. These for you, so, so nothing I can do about it. Sorry, let's play Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, but it, I mean, I think there are there are points where like. You know, like, I, you know, as soon as we hang up here, I'm going to, you know, head to the dog park and the dog park is just a lot fuller than it used to be. Um, and, right. you know, well, I know all my neighbors now, like every last one of them, because we see each other every single day because we're outside so much these days, the which out- is awesome. That's actually been crazy, too, is how much my neighbors are outside. I used to not, not see hardly as nearly as many people outside. But now, especially now that the weather's better, they're outside yeah. every day. And so, like, if I'm, I spend time on my porch just chilling and talking to people. And I love yeah. that. It's so cool and fun. And I think that, like, you know, we got so, like, the, wrap, wrapped up in the whole, you know, work, work, work that we forgot about the, like, chill, chill, chill. So, and I mean, we're yeah. pretty chill, you and I. Like, we've definitely worked really hard on, like, our work-life balance. But, like, not everybody spends a lot of time on that, you know. Well, and I think like even, you know, I had, you know, I had several events every month that I did with like the people in the neighborhood because, you know, one of the things I did was, you know, join, join the HOA social committee so that I could just get to know people. Mm -hmm. Um, But that, but like, it's, it's a much different level now because like, we just saw each, we went walking every day, you know, we talked for hours and hours and hours. And that's just a different level of knowing someone. Um, and it's so much better. And how so, cool is that that you know your neighbors so well? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was, it was almost sad, like, cause we started walking right after the lockdown started. Um, 
And we were just because we live like by a lake and there's like these old um, roads that are paved that we could like so we could be distant. Like we were literally six feet apart because back then, you know, we knew nothing. Yeah. (laughs) So um, but we would take these super, super long um, walks. And then like then people started having to go back to work, like back to work. I'm using air quotes to zoom calls and stuff like that. And all of a sudden we're like, you know, we miss like being together for several hours a day. Um, yeah. it was, it, so it was really cool. And so now, I mean, now we get to, you know, we see each other on shorter spurts, but it is, it is weird because I mean, it's a good foundation to have, um, to have that in the background. I will say as someone who works from home, it's really nice for all of these people to know how rough Zoom actually is. Because uh-huh. I feel like they before thought that our lives were super cake. Whereas home work from homers and they're like, Oh, right. you get on Zoom all day and da, da, da. And I'm like, you don't understand the soul the soul draining time Zoom truly is to be on a call with several people like that and do those things. And now like I've had so many of them message me and be like, You were super right about Zoom and I'm like, Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I told you. Like, yeah. Well it and I, I wrote about this early and it was kind of a dark, dark piece that I wrote, but um, like our lives didn't really change like on no. paper, you know, like we were working from home and we kept working from home. In fact, like there were more people on the internet. So we were busier than we had been before. Mm-hmm. And like, I partially homeschool my kids. So it wasn't that weird to have them home all day. And, um, and my husband works with me from home and we all live at home. Right. <laughs> and, you know, so like on paper, there was nothing different about, you know, March or April from February on paper, but it just felt so much different. And so I think like, that's one thing, like, I want people to know, like, you actually had changes. So the fact that you feel weird about it or dark about it or don't know what to think about it, like that's okay. Because like, even though my life literally didn't change on paper, it still felt completely different. It was, and the weird thing to me was that it was so much lonelier, yet also so much, so many more people were around. Because like for, for us, because we work from home full time, during the day and stuff like that, we don't actually usually see or talk to anyone really other than other people who work from home and that crowd. And then suddenly like, like all of you work from not homers are in our space. And it was so cool, but also so annoying at the same time to have that happen. Like it was so weird. Like they're here and they're like, are you supposed to be here? I don't know. Like, like, it was like, well, and there was so much like more going on, like in the personal Facebook and that kind of stuff than, um, than I think we were used to because for the most part, we just ignored all that. And then all of a sudden everybody was, was on there having conversations, which I think was part of the problem, why it felt so weird and awful and depressing. And once I like cut myself off from Facebook, I felt, I feel much better. Well, you and I both kind of did that. You probably did it more to an extent than I did because I kept asking questions, but you did. In fact, I was like, I was like, Jamie, get off of Facebook. Yeah. I finally (laughs) just am like off still. Um, and I mean, it's always takes me a little bit longer, but like, um, it, we thought we had to just really back up from social media because it is our job and it's full time. And suddenly when everybody was, it was like, it was like everybody came to your job. It was like, bring your kid to work day and you guys were all <laughs> our kids. And so we brought you all to work. And so suddenly we were spending so much time like with you guys that our work was not happening as much. It was like, we were doing this and like, 
So we kind of just had to back up from that completely. Yeah. Except the problem with Facebook is if we had like gone for a walk with anyone in our feed, that would have been a very different and much more positive experience yes. than just reading whatever <laughs> Venom was being spewed yeah. that day. <laughs> well, and that's what, so it started off, you know, and I think that's true too, is that it started off pretty positive And then I think people got bored. And I think when you get bored, it's really easy to get negative. And so then things got really negative. And then like, I, I think we're going to see a swing again back to positive because I think we can't stay this negative forever. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that swing. Like, I really well, need us I'm to a, get back to the happiness. I'm a firm believer in the pendulum that things have to get really, really bad before they swing back to, you know, so yeah. things have to get a certain extreme before they like swing back the other direction. But they're going to, really, they're going to swing really far. I think, yeah, it will. And because, you know, it's more fun to be extreme. I mean, like. That's the it's, lesson it's, from today's podcast is that it's more fun yeah. to be extreme. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, like toast, milk toast is not like no one thinks that's exciting. Like moderation. No one thinks that's exciting. Right. Like They want to live like live on the edge. Well, the edge is on the extremes. So yeah, like there's like been a pendulum and to a certain extent, it's just been banging back and forth really, right. really quickly. And at some point, I feel like the whole thing is going to slow down just a little bit and we'll get back into a more of a rhythm. <laughs> we'll find ourselves back in the middle of things and we'll all feel good again. And I, Because we have to, because we're like creatures of happiness, I think, and we're just missing that right now. So I think it's going to be okay. I mean, that's why we did. That's why we started this. Truly, yeah. is because we are creatures of happiness, and Holly and I are very happy people. So everything's been so crazy and so chaotic, like around us. So we're like, we have to find our happy again. We have to get to the the, the center of things. Like that's just got to happen. So this is this. So basically, um, the new tagline of the Jamie and Holly show is the center of happiness. Oh, the Jamie and Holly show is the center of happiness. So if, when you guys are writing about us, like, you know, the big publications do, as they do, you're going to say, you know, I really think that the Jamie and Holly show is the center of all happiness. We also want to say that we're starting the happy movement. We're going to bring happy happiness movement. back, and that's us. So don't bring don't, happiness back. Don't accredit that to anyone but us. And if I hear about you guys doing that, well, I won't be mad because I want you to review this podcast and say good things about it. <laughs> So, but that's a that's a like that's a really good thing to put in your review of the Jamie and Holly show is five stars and they are the center of happiness. I mean, it's not five words, but you can add some. You can you know riff it from there. <laughs> that's six words. They are the center of happiness. I had to count that on oh, my hands. Okay, I can't. I can't count. <laughs> it's cool. I use my fingers. Yeah, I was gonna say, do you have six fingers? No, I just I just <laughs> counted to five and then I went to one again and then I just used simple math. So you you can just know that about me is that I can I actually cannot do math without my fingers. It's very important that I get to use them or I'm screwed. I mean, the thing is you were a kindergarten teacher, so I feel like that is completely allowed. Right. So we only so. had to do adding up to 10, but we had to count to 100. Those were the kindergarten okay. But you can have like, you know, like manipulatives for that. Those little yeah. like we stones can, and stuff like and that. And bears. The little like and bears. bears. You, you remember go. the bears? The little like They're so bears. cute. You know yeah. what's weird about them though is that the hair is on them. They're very like, 
you can see like the individual plastic hair on the bears. It's that is weird. Yeah, but unless plastic you get the cheap hair. ones, the the nice ones have hair. The cheap ones are hairless bears. So I think I might have been more familiar with the hairless bears. Yeah, you might have bought. You might have cheaped out on your bears. <laughs> What happened. It's on you. All right. So I think I think the the mission or the the lesson learned is don't cheap out on your bears on your manipulative so that bears. they're hairless. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants a hairless bear. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, we will see you all on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. And bye. Hairless bears. It's important. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, we will see you all on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening.